Welcome to CruxCast. Whether you're in your car, at work, or at home, we hope you enjoy this interview. And if you do, you can find more like it on cruxinvestor.com. So please subscribe. We speak today to Fabian Baker, CEO of Tethian Resources, well, at least for another month until the Adriatic Metals takeover concludes. We talked to him about what life will look like going forward, what money is going to be available to them, what he plans to do with that money, and what he thinks the future holds for the consolidated group uh, in the Serbia region. Enjoy the podcast. Fabian, how are you doing, sir? Matthew, good morning. Very well, thanks. How about you? Yeah, not too bad. Not too bad. So you're, you're back home in Jersey, having uh, arrived back from Serbia. How are things in Jersey and how were things in Serbia? Yeah, that's right. Just got back, um, sitting here in isolation uh, and uh, very well. We had a good trip. Uh, actually, it was a chance to take the chairman, um, Michael Rawlinson of Adriatic and Dominic Roberts from Adriatic around the site, show them the team, show them what they're doing. So great trip. Nice. Okay. Well, uh, first time we've met, first time we've spoken, and in fact, first time I've heard this story. So why don't you kick off, give us a one minute overview of the business, and then we'll pick it up from there. Sure. Um, so Tethian Resource Corp, listed on the Toronto Venture Exchange. Um, we're a junior explorer, and we've been focused on consolidating uh, exploration licenses over a historic mining district in the south of Serbia called the Raška district. Um, the area was part of what was known as the Trepsha mining complex, which was the largest mining complex in Yugoslavia in the 70s, 80s. Uh, however, most of those operations ceased due to the conflicts in the area, and our area in particular stopped operating because it found itself on the other side of the border from a smelter, which is now in Kosovo. So we, over the last two years, consolidated exploration licenses over the area. Um, our ground now includes two past producing silver lead zinc mines, uh, a host of similar satellite deposits that were explored in the past. And in addition, there's two outcropping copper gold porphyry systems, one of which was a new discovery for us um, just over uh, just last year. So great land package, lots to do. And in May this year, we announced that we had agreed the terms of uh, an acquisition to be acquired by Adriatic Metals. And that's likely to close in September. And I think that transaction pairing what they've already built and uh, the land package and team that we have will have a lot of great synergies and, and really produce what will be the leading explorer in the region. Fantastic. Okay. Yeah. We've spoken with Paul Cronin a couple of times and kind of heard his version of events. So we're keen to speak to you. So what went wrong the two years prior to that? And why hasn't Augusta Group backed you? Well, I uh, I wouldn't say they didn't. They, they, were, uh, they came in at a great time um, last year. We had a couple of key licenses in the area. We've been exploring a copper gold porphyry. I mean, our first drill hole into that was nearly 600 meters at 0.45 grams gold and 0.3% copper. Um, we've been drilling it, it's still open, uh, but the focus moved to acquiring the historical old mines. And that was a long process. You know, There's a reason why uh, these have never been a part of a public company that they haven't been advanced. And it's because the, the business and background the licensing situation in Serbia was complex so we went in there and had to clean that up and that took time but it's it's achieved now and 
Adriatic saw the right moment. We've been talking for a long time and, you know, they came in just as we had managed to, to tie up that district. So, but as a public company, you, you went through a process of, to use your phrase, of clean, cleaning things up, um, but you didn't keep your eye on the ball. So what I'm trying to understand is, you know, the mistakes of the past couple of years, how do we ensure they don't happen again going forward? Well, I think I wouldn't call it mistakes. I think it's just time frame. You know, capital markets, the public, as a public company, you've got to achieve things quickly. And, you know, that's where we, uh, you know, we were held up. Um, we did have some great news out of the gates with, uh, with the porphyry. We then started drilling the, the margins of this high-grade historical resource. But the core of it, the old mining lease, um, as I said, was complicated. And, and to get that negotiated and acquired was a, was a bit of an imprecise process. We didn't know how long it would take. We're there now, and you know we've got a, a great path ahead of us. Okay, so just again, just finish off on this Augusta Group component, because obviously uh, Richard Walk is your executive chairman. They have had success in, in selling, building up and selling companies in the past. I don't know what their worth is, but why didn't they put the money in during these difficult times for you as a public company, um, rather than, you know, you have to go to... Uh, speak with Adriatic and come to some sort of agreement and perhaps they take a little bit more of the value which you've, you you know, wanted to, I guess, retain for yourselves. They did back us. We raised money in January last year with, with Richard Walk of the Augusta Group. We then raised a further five million, JP Morgan and them. So they came in, they backed us. Again, there was that time frame which was longer than expected. And and once we had closed the uh, the agreement for the acquisition, you know, this was the beginning of this year. Uh, we were just starting to get impacted by COVID and, you know, share prices were depressed. And I was faced and the company was faced with a capital raising at low, um, you know, at a low share price. It would have been diluted uh, versus the conversation I was having with Adriatic, which we were confident was, was still going to leave us with a lot of upside on the table. Um, and I think, as we've seen um, since agreeing that 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 deal, we you know our share price has moved from when we agreed it, our VWAP was 13 cents. We're now up at 40 cents. So for me, I think we did our trade-off studies. And when you look at the dilution scenario versus the the offer from Adriatic, the upside for me felt the same, but the downside was certainly protected. Okay, and why construct it in that way? Why, why wasn't this just an asset sale? I think, you know, this was a more than just an asset. There's a team involved in Tessian. You know, myself, the rest of the team, we've, we've really focused on making sure we've got the best people in Serbia, in country, um, and our, our ability to recognize the right types of deposits. I've been working in that part of the, the world for the last 10 years. So there was, a, there was a wider picture there that meant that the whole company as a whole was attractive to Adriatic. So well, let's get on to the asset and then we'll kind of maybe talk about what could be further down the line. So tell us a bit about what you know today about what you've got. Okay, so really the core of the projects is the historical Kizavak mine. Um, that was in production until the conflict with Kosovo around the year 2000. Um, and still sitting in the ground, we've got more than 100 historical drill holes, underground adits that show there's a significant resource sitting there. Um, just to the north of that is another historical resource, Sastavshi, that's only two to three kilometers north. Very high grade, silver, lead, zinc. Um, there's even some gold associated with that. 
So, so those two key resources we think can be developed very quickly. We can immediately drill those out, especially kids back towards a resource over the next few months. Surrounding those, there's been more than a hundred years of exploration and they, these veins just keep going and there are multiple uh, examples of it that, that have never been drilled in recent times. I'll just give you one example. Phelps Dodge in 2004, we're exploring for one of the porphyry targets. They hit six veins um, up to eight meters wide, up to 20% combined lead zinc with high silver, and nobody's ever drilled another hole up dip, down dip, or around those. And those are the sorts of satellite targets that once we've got Kizavak up and away, we can start exploring more to show that there's an entire district, there's going to be a mining camp in, in that part of Serbia. And, and so that's what, you know, we, it's, it's the scale of the, the project that we have. It's not just one asset. There's a, there's a whole pipeline all within five kilometers of each other. So have you spent your money to date? What, what has it been spent on to, and what data have you gathered yourself or accumulated from elsewhere? Well, you know, there's two targets actually in, in the area. I've mentioned there's also copper gold porphyries, and that was actually our initial focus in 2016. There's an outcropping um, copper gold system. We drilled it. We got some really nice in initial results. And, and the key thing about that part of the world is the, the existing infrastructure. It's the most efficient place I've ever operated. Um, we have a main road, power, uh, water, um, and, and, and a railway line all running down the side of the property. So the economic hurdle for one of these things to be economic is a lot less than than you know the high Andes or parts you know remote parts of Canada, for example. So when we started drilling long intervals of consistent 0.3 gold, 0.3 copper plus, and we could see with enough tons of that, there's there could be a really significant copper gold porphyry system. And we also have a nice high grade um, supergene enriched copper zone near surface. So that was that was one of the the, the key focuses of um, of what we were doing. But as, as things evolved, you know, we had always had in the back of our mind that, that the old resource was also key to, to the value of that district. And I think as, as most people will know, exploring and then developing a large copper gold porphyry is not easy for a smaller junior company. Okay, you can blow your brains out um, it, on very expensive exploration programs when ultimately it's gonna be very difficult to finance. Something like Kizavak high grade, much lower capex, open pitable resource, that's absolutely achievable for us. Okay. So we went that way. Okay, so you mean you used the phrase, you know, trying to understand the economics there. When are you gonna get to that point when we can start to understand the economics of this? All well and good having infrastructure there, great, but it's all about the ore body. So what's the timing on being able to talk to the market about understanding the numbers? Sure. Um, so we announced some drill results just a week ago uh, of the first 11 holes. These were confirmation holes drilling in and around some of the historical drilling. Um, they lined up very nicely with what we're seeing in the historical data. Other than we're seeing broader zones of mineralization because the old sampling was very selective. So that works well for us looking at this as a potential open pit target. Adriatic was so encouraged by what they saw, they immediately came forward and advanced us an additional 500,000 euros in advance of the acquisition closing so that we could get straight back into it. So we've got a drill rig arriving again in a week. Uh, that's going to be going and joined by a second drill rig in early October following the closing of the acquisition. And basically we'll have 
two and then possibly a third rig come in and drill it non-stop and we think we can have enough drilling done by Christmas to put together a maiden resource. So off the back of that we can quickly get towards a scoping study and, and show the market what, what the value is of this project. Quickly being how long? Well, resource drilling will be complete by Christmas. By the time the assays are in and a resource is put together, we'll, we'll have that resource out during Q1. Right. Okay. But I'm, I'm more about the scoping study. What's, what's the timing on that? Well, a lot of that will be done in parallel. So we'd expect the scoping study could come out within a month or two of completion of the resource. So Q1, 21. The scoping study, potentially end of Q1, early Q2. Okay. So you've had a bit of an advance. You know some money's coming down the line. Um, what's your part of the deal? Are you going to have to um, shave costs? Will people be leaving? Sure, there's definitely efficiencies, which is you know good for all of us. Um, the key thing where we'll lose costs is we've got a, an infrastructure in Vancouver. So that, that office will close down. We'll be able to, to, to basically work off the back of Adriatic's existing infrastructure. So that'll be an immediate um, cost saving. And then the key thing is, you know, Tethian, we've got this great team um, and really it's capable of now handling the extra rigs coming in um, without having to expand too much. We can draw on some of the Bosnian staff as well. and We're going to have a good exchange of, 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 of the teams there. So, you know, there's clearly going to be efficiencies in, in how we operate. Okay. And does Augusta stay involved or are they going to exit? Well, they're there as a shareholder. They were absolutely supportive of this deal. Um, uh, the Augusta Group, you know, they signed a voting support agreement. Um, they were in the early discussions with Adriatic as well. So I know they, they like the deal, and I think they're, they're very excited about the potential of the, the combined company and, and the shares that they hold. Okay, so you're going to be listening to your chairman, or are you going to be listening to the CEO of Adriatic in terms of how you go about your business? Well, we're, we are becoming a part of Adriatic, so we're absolutely a part of that team. Um, you know, our existing board will no longer um, be involved. Um, you know, it'll be me and the rest of the management team, and we'll all report to Paul and the uh, the board of Adriatic. Uh, you know, one of the great things about this deal is it's been very cooperative and positive from the outset. So um, Paul and I, we're already working as we're on the same team. And, um, you know, that's that's the way it'll continue. Do you kind of get involved with, or will you get involved with any of the Adriatic assets? Is it, I mean, how involved are you going to be? Sure, well, definitely. Um, we've got people on our team, for example, Velko Chulovic, uh, who's our Serbian country manager. He was key in permitting Nevsun's project in Serbia. One of the few people who've been involved in a serious project and, and the permitting process in that part of the world. So he's going to be able to transition and help on uh, what, what Adriatic are doing in Bosnia. Um, the geological team will certainly cooperate um, and there's skills that, that, that we bring that will complement what, what Adriatic have. And myself personally, you know, I'm very much going to be getting behind what they're doing um, at Repeats and in Barish uh, and, and supporting, you know, both operations and okay. in that way. I mean, tell me about the use of the money, okay, and the order of play, because it's not it's not a lot of money. You you know, you've got to be still got to be careful, of course, how you spend that. So, what is the in priority order? Your order of play? Well, 
First of all, the additional 500,000 loan is really a stopgap just to make sure we don't have to have a break in drilling. We're expecting the acquisition to close during September. So we've only got a few more weeks. But the point here was this money allowed us not only to start drilling, but to get the earthworks equipment in, to get the permitting going so that we're building all the roads, all the drill pads for the second and potentially third rig to come in so that we can achieve that resource drill out by Christmas. January, February, the weather does get a little bit more severe and it can be a bit more challenging just because of freezing water and so on. So we wanted to make sure we were we had the funds now to allow us to achieve what we need to by the end of the year. Okay. So that, that's the focus. But, but that, I'm, I'm more concerned about the money that's coming down the line. You know, what what have you been charged with doing? I mean, Paul's obviously, Paul Cronin has looked at this and his team has look, looked at your assets and gone, this is complementary to what we're doing. It's a potential regional play. There are some other big names, you know, starting to, you know, sniff around or, or, or are already there. So people are noticing Serbia and the region now. But what plans have you got to consolidate your position and how does that money enable you to do that? The, the key goal on Kizivac is to get that resource and a scoping study. I think with these types of polymetallic um, systems um, in the market, they don't always get the value at the early expiration stage that maybe a gold project would. But once you can put the economics around these and show that it's high margin, that it's eminently buildable and and doable, that is when I think the market will light up and see the value proposition. So that's our goal is to quickly show the resource and get that scoping study so that people can put numbers around it and and see what the the value is. So that's our real real focus. In addition, what we want to show is that it doesn't stop at Kizabak. We've got the other targets established just to the north. We've got a series of other systems all within three to five kilometers. So we can do these things in parallel. We can have a focus on Kizabak while we're drilling and showing the, the enormous upside around it. And that way, we can have a continuous news flow, both of an advancing development project at Kizabak and successful exploration and new resource growth around it. Right, okay. And I'm trying to get at a number here. So how much more money has been committed or discussed with Adriatic, which you're going to have access to after you've gone through your 500k upfront advance? Yeah, well, we've just um, had a lot of meetings in Serbia. We had the chairman of Adriatic there, and we've all agreed that we're going to spend at least 4 million Australian dollars by the end of this year drilling out Kizivac and starting to test some of the other targets around it. So that's step one. Okay, and what does 4 million Australian dollars get you in terms of drilling? So it gets us 10,000 meters at Kizivac, which is for an inferred, a maiden inferred resource. And then it gets us an additional 2,000 meters of exploration drilling for Sastavshi and a couple of the other targets, the high-grade lead zinc silver veins um, in the district. It also achieved um, some more met- metallurgical work, which is obviously key in these types of deposits. Um, we're going to be doing LIDAR surveys, getting accurate topography so that we can all feed that into the resource model. Um, on costs, Serbia is probably the most efficient and, and the cheapest drilling I've, I've experienced. So we can get a lot done with, with quite a few dollars. Okay. Now, so coming back to planning, okay, because you got four million bucks, it's polymetallic, and you understand the reasons why the market is a little bit nervous when people talk about polymetallic deposits, okay? So how do you go about planning where you target first, given the data that you've got available to you? Because there's going to be, you, know, you must have a sense of where you're going to get certain types of results. You know, there's going to be more silver, more gold, or more copper, or, or zinc, whatever, whatever it is. There's, 
you know, so the market will react differently to those grades that you put out in the market. So you must have a plan about the way you want to approach this. That's right. Um, we're lucky that at Kizavac, we've got more than 1.2 kilometers of strike length of the deposit that's already well-defined by the historical work. So there's an old open pit and extending from there down to the southeast, um, where we actually drilled in 2018, is, is an ore body with sporadic drilling and historical edits. But all of that was very shallow. In areas, it's quite sparse, but it tells us where it is and we can follow that structure. So it's quite straightforward for us to put together a draw plan that'll, that'll basically give us um, an, an, an inferred resource. But we're also starting to see where we're seeing, for example, higher grade silver. Um, in, in the southeast of the deposit, where we drilled in 2018, we, we had some drill holes, including 12 meters of 22% uh, zinc, but along with 170 grams of silver. Um, so we're starting to see some great silver numbers. We're starting to see some elevated gold at depth. Um, so what, what we need, what we're going to do is make sure that we initially show that there is an open pitable resource near surface, but also start hitting some of these deeper, very high grade zones, because this could certainly transition into a, uh, an underground project. And there are mines in the region that go down eight to 900 meters. So this thing could become very large at depth. Okay. In terms of going forward and how you work with Paul and his team, you, you're obviously going to work very closely. Um, you said that you would or possibly will look at some of their projects as well. I mean, what's your role going to be then? I mean, how, how do we understand you going forward? Well, when, when we first spoke, Paul and I, you know, it's clear Adriatic, I mean, they've done a fantastic job and they've built a really first-class technical team. Um, and, and Paul is a very capable CEO. However, as this thing has grown, you know, needs a few more hands on deck. So there's, there's a lot that I can do to, to basically complement what Paul's doing on the corporate side. Um, so a combination of, of, of business development, looking for where, you know, these assets will go uh, and guiding that. Um, we'll be keeping an eye out for additional assets in the future, but there's a lot of other um, corporate corporate work that I can do to help um, market the company, um, build those strategic relationships, whether it's with other mining companies, potential acquirers, potential investors, etc. So I'll be working closely on on those aspects with you. Right. So you're going to be more front of house, is what you're saying. That's right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, so remind me again with the consolidated team, who's going to be the market guy? Who's talking to the markets um, when you do need to go and raise money? Because if you're talking about potential acquisitions, well, you're going to, even Adriatic are going to have to come back to market at some point. So who's that guy? Well, that'll be me working with Paul on, on those aspects. Um, however, you know, you say coming back to market, Paul is a large shareholder and, and, and I'm, you know, the ethos of Adriatic and the combined company of what we want to do here is, is really all about driving that shareholder value. And when you've got a project as special as Repeats, that's, that is so unique and so high grade, that's a springboard for this company to really grow in value and do a lot more. And we certainly don't want to impair that. So we're going to be looking at various financing um, models and certainly not only going going to equity markets. Actually, Paul's made it quite clear if he can avoid it, uh, he won't go to the equity markets again. So there's um, there's a lot of options that we have when you have a project as special as um, as repeats and then Kizavac and that that district coming through the pipeline. 
Okay, you don't always get the choice, but as we know with with COVID, that was a nice surprise for all of us. Um, so, you know, you're gonna. You, I'm say at some point there's gonna be need to be some financing for the goals that you you've outlined and certainly Paul's outlined before. Um, how do you think you're going to be received now after this merger? Well, I think you know it only strengthens the the long term prospects of the company. Um, so. Repeats is going into construction really quite soon. We're talking, you know, um, a year or so until that's in construction and there's a real line of sight to significant cash flow. Um, and, and given that that's quite proximal, we're not talking about a five to 10 year extended process, there's going to be significant cash flow in a couple of years' time. So I think that immediately gives us a, a lot of options. And we've got to start thinking about what sort of company is Adriatic going to look like in a year's time when that is just coming around the corner. We're going to have hundreds of millions of free cash flow on an annual basis. That is giving us an opportunity to really build something a lot larger than there is there today. Yeah, it's, well, I, I think it is an interesting story. And we certainly have enjoyed listening to Paul talk about Adriatic. Um, you're obviously excited about joining them and believe that you can you know, achieve great things together. So look, stay in touch. Let us know how you're getting on. Um, we'd uh, like to hear from you when you've got some of these drill results back. Absolutely. Yeah, no, keep, keep an eye on us. I think there's a lot of news flow from both Adriatic and Tethian in the next month or two. So um, I, I think things are going to really become clear and this value proposition is only getting stronger. Thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed the interview, why not subscribe to CruxCast or our website, cruxinvestor.com and of course our YouTube channel, Crux Investor. Plus you can catch us most days on Twitter and LinkedIn. We really love getting your feedback, so please keep it coming and we'll speak to you again soon.